In this episode, we get rhythmic with the cadence of Hyrule. What's up, Companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. Each day, we will take a good look at a single game, and at the end of the month, we're going to evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. This has been really fun. This is part of a podcast every day in November challenge. So I'm going 30 days straight uh, and then we'll break it up a little bit after that. So today we are taking a look at Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring The Legend of Zelda. Let's go. So this is actually a fresh game. This game was released in June of 2019, probably the newest title in our 30-day quest. This is a long title, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring the Legend of Zelda. Um, obviously, it is, it's based on another game. So it is based on a 2016 PC Mac game called Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, it's kind of a riff off of that, right? So that game came out, uh, eventually it came out on most next-gen consoles. So you can get it on multiple consoles. Uh, the game itself... The original is a dungeon crawling roguelike game. If you're familiar, familiar with that genre, you know, so procedurally uh, generated dungeons and levels. Um, But all of your movements in this game have to be in time with the beat of music and the soundtrack. Of course, if you're going to create a rhythm game, a music game, uh, the soundtrack is going to be amazing, right? So it's fusing together kind of your action adventure style roguelike game with a rhythm game where you have to press your buttons, your inputs with the rhythm of the beat. Uh, the soundtrack, it, it is super rad. I, I definitely encourage you to check out the original Crypt of the Necrodancer soundtrack. Uh, really fantastic stuff. I've never played the original game, but I caught the trailer when it first came out and I watched a bunch of gameplay videos uh, and I actually spun the soundtrack a couple of times just because of how good it is uh, while I was doing work and multitasking and stuff. So I really should have picked up this game just because it's in my wheelhouse. Like I really do appreciate these types of games. I'm not huge on roguelikes, uh, but I do like music and music driven games and I do like rhythm games. Uh, So this definitely would have been a game that I should have picked up, right? So how do you make a game like this type of game even better? I mean, obviously you can add more levels, you know, more music, different types of music, uh, maybe some tweaks to the gameplay mechanics, but like, how do you make a game that performed really well, even better? Um, Well, one way that you can do it is to maintain all the great things about the original game and then just add one of Nintendo's most cherished franchises, which is exactly what they did. So according to the actual site, uh, the way that they describe this game as Link or Princess Zelda, players explore randomly generated overworld and dungeons 
on a quest to save Hyrule. And every beat of the 25 remixed Legend of Zelda tunes is a chance to move, attack, defend, and more. So this is really, really awesome, right? Because not only is not only is The Legend of Zelda one of Nintendo's most cherished franchises and one of my favorites, of course, too, but it is one of the best video game soundtracks of all time, right? Like you have in your arsenal of options when you're remixing for a rhythm game so many opportunities to just not only pull some of the greatest compositions ever known to video games, but like twist them up and make them unique and energetic and fun. And that's exactly what this game does. Um, so another, you know, good example of, of pulling from kind of the legacy of Legend of Zelda, like pulling from the legacy of a well-known renowned game uh, soundtrack wise is the Final Fantasy rhythm games that were released. Um, I, I played one or two of them on the DS or the 3DS. I forget which console and really, really enjoyed revisiting some of the music. The gameplay was fine, but like really it was all about revis- revisiting that music. Um, really, really fantastic and really interesting opportunities here. So I ended up buying this game right away, uh, right away as soon as it came out, just because anything with, you know, Legend of Zelda associated with it, I'm typically going to pick it up. Uh, I think Hyrule Warriors was the only one that I really skipped, right? But as soon as something comes out where it's Zelda related, I I typically just get it right away. Um, And this had all the ingredients for an amazing game. So it's been sitting in my backlog for quite a while. I just haven't played it yet. Um, And I'm, I'm assuming that this is not going to be on the chopping block at the end of 30 days. But, you know, I'm really interested to hear your take. So what do you think? Should I check out the Cadence of Hyrule on Nintendo Switch? Will this make the cut? I would love to know your opinion. If you've played Cadence of Hyrule and you want to voice that opinion, whether or not I should play it, skip it, or ditch it, you can email me at tom at videogamepodcast.com or you can tweet me at yo power time, Y-O power time. All right, companions, I'm going to make this one short and sweet because it is a Saturday. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I bought that Star Wars game and I'm interested in logging some hours. So I want to talk real fast about a problem that I have with Nintendo. And it is not a bad problem for Nintendo. It is a bad problem for me and my backlog. So I am a Nintendo fanboy, self-proclaimed. I have been a Nintendo fanboy since the 1980s uh, when we received uh, in our home our first Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, Really, you know, I have a lot of stories tied to growing up with the Nintendo Entertainment System and eventually a Super Nintendo as well. Uh, The Game Boy was a staple in our home too. My sister and I both had one. So I've, I've grown up on Nintendo. And Nintendo has had its fair share of bad games and bad choices, specifically with, you know, The Legend of Zelda. So The Legend of Zelda um, had some very terrible games. If anyone is interested uh, in doing a little bit of research, go check out The Wand of Gamelon on the CDI. That was an awful game. So uh, there's been some interesting choices with The Legend of Zelda. Uh, They've ventured into the PC edutainment uh, arena as well. 
Uh, Nintendo has also made very terrible movies. So there was a Super Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins uh, and John Leguizamo, if you recall that movie. Um, I think it was their attempt to be a blockbuster, but it was nowhere near a blockbuster. It was pretty much a flop. Uh, And I think Nintendo has since really distanced themselves from a lot of choices that they made uh, where they licensed out or gave, you know, basically gave people creative license to work with their IPs and it backfired. Uh, I would say that nowadays, though, Nintendo is a bit more of a conservative and careful company when it comes to this type of thing. Um, they're, they're a bit more protective of their IPs and their quality control is on point. So I've had so many great experiences playing crossover, you know, mashup type of titles uh, where the quality was just so good. This is why my problem with Nintendo is that when a Nintendo property exists, you know, what, like when something new comes out from Nintendo, my immediate inclination is just to buy it, uh, which is a problem, right? Because they're re- releasing a ton of stuff, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking back all the way to like Super Mario RPG, right? Their collaboration with Squaresoft. Uh, that was a fantastic game. And if they were to do anything RPG related with another company using their properties like Mario or some other property, I would probably jump into that. Um, and I'm also thinking of Mario plus rabbits, which like I'll admit at first whiff of that, I, it, it, it smelled bad, (laughs) you know, like that first whiff, it smelled bad, but I picked up that game on day one and I played the heck out of that game. I hundred percent at that game. Uh, and it was amazing Mario and Sonic, Uh, the Olympic Games series. So I know this comes out from time to time. You know, every two years, I would imagine this would come out. And I heard that the last one on Nintendo Switch was pretty awesome. There was like some retro features. It sounds like it was a pretty fantastic game. Uh, And now Cadence of Hyrule. So there are a lot of great games where Nintendo is kind of giving creative license out to other companies to work with their IPs. And I'm just really, really excited and happy with the results. So I will buy anything that Nintendo puts out, which is bad. Um, Also, they have, you know, first party titles that they publish too. Um, So Splatoon, Arms, Luigi's Mansion, Astral Chain, uh, Damon X Machina. These are all all Nintendo published games, not Nintendo developed, you know, like Platinum, Platinum Games worked on Astral Chain, but These are all games that Nintendo trusts enough to put their seal of quality on. And lately, that is enough for me. Um, So I have a Nintendo problem. I'm really curious if you have a Nintendo problem or maybe you have a problem with PlayStation or Blizzard or some publisher or some uh, company who continues to put out content that you are just consuming no matter what. So let me know. You can reach me, uh, Yo Power Time, Yo Power Time on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. Uh, And let me know if you also have a problem. So will Cadence of Hyrule make the cuts? You can subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, check out the list at BacklogCompanion.com. You can email me at Tom at VideoGamePodcast.com and let me know. Of course, I'm also on Twitter at YoPowerTime. I'll read any notes or feedback on a future show. And in the absence of a Patreon account, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to just share it with a friend. 
Discord server, Reddit thread, anywhere that you think it would be relevant to pass on this podcast, I would much uh, appreciate it. Thank you for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one.